Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running FreemanFurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Maker Mom podcast. This week's guest is Courtney with White Rabbit Gallery in Iowa City. Uh, So Courtney owns that brick and mortar store, if you will, that does have a lot of eclectic and unique pieces of not only uh, local artisan goods, but just all kinds of goods that are pretty cool. Um, But she also does screen printing and she's also a mom of two and a wife. And um, I got to spend time with Courtney in her studio space where she does her screen printing a little bit outside of uh, Iowa City. Uh, And so because of that, I do want to say the audio is pretty decent, but there is some moments um, where it's not quite excellent and I apologize for that. Uh, Bear with me. I am still working on uh, perfecting my in-person interviewing equipment uh, so that I can get the best sound quality, as good of sound quality as I get when I do a remote interview with somebody. So, uh, but don't worry, you can still hear all of the interview. And there's only moments where like, we're both, you know, laughing that you kind of get a little bit of a background noise, but otherwise it's perfect. All right. Uh, so with no further ado, here's Courtney with White Rabbit. All right. My name is Courtney Wyden and I own White Rabbit Gallery, which is downtown in Iowa City. And I also own a side business called White Rabbit Screen Printing. All right. How did you, because I have to ask this question, how did you come up with White Rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> I get that question a lot, actually. I'm sure. um, it's, it's kind of a funny story, but I was like into karaoke back then, and I used to karaoke that song quite a bit. And I was kind of obsessed with that song, and I just thought it was kind of a fun name, and... And I just went with it. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Because I always think, total random off topic, but I used to know these people that for whatever reason, when something like weird or strange would happen, they would just go white rabbit, white rabbit. And so when like moved to Iowa City and saw that in the store, like I had to snap a picture. I (laughs) went down and send it. Yeah. Because I was like, that's just too weird. (laughs) I've also heard um, like when you're sitting around a campfire and the smoke starts blowing in your Mm -hmm. face, you're supposed to say, I hate white rabbits. (laughs) So I've had people say that as well. But yeah, those interesting, are a couple interesting, interesting connotations. All right. And so you're also a wife and mom. Yes, that's yes. correct. I have two kids. Ivy uh, is eight and she's the oldest. And then Conway is five. Okay. So they're both in school. This Yay. was the first year of them both being in school. So are you enjoying like supposedly all this free time? Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering how that was going to pan out. And turns out. 
there's always stuff to do. Yes. So there's not really any free time. It's but, not buying uh, and watching yeah. Netflix, right? No, I was just like, oh, what kind of new hobbies am I going to take up? Maybe I'll be able to do some more biking or working out. And no, no. I just filled it with other things that I need to be doing. So were you like, were you also stay at home mom? Uh, mostly, um, but my husband and I, since we both are self-employed, we were able to kind of trade off, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. That is nice. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a team effort. Yes, it I is. Have learned. <laughs> yes, yes, it, it is. is. Um, all right. Well, how long, maybe let's go back a little bit further. So where'd you grow up? What was your childhood sure. like? Sure. Um, I grew up in Cedar Falls, Iowa, which is only about an hour and a half north of here. And I had a fairly, um, just, I would say, normal, right. you know, it was very conservative, um, white uh, area. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I felt like I was safe and I felt like um, my parents were a little strange in the fact that they were both entrepreneurs entrepreneurs as well and we were we moved every year or two and fixed up houses so that was kind of strange that you know we were always moving and doing different things Um, but they were busy busy people too which I've found myself to have Mm -hmm. inherited from them Um, but yeah pretty pretty normal Um, I always liked being in the country as a kid we had horses so we would go out and ride and um always enjoyed getting dirty and you know I I love that about my childhood um but yeah it was it was pretty great so kind of stereotypical Stere- yeah yeah pretty <laughs> much pretty much youth okay do yeah. you have any siblings I do I've got a younger brother he's 12 years younger okay so he's going to school at Palmer chiropractic which is what my dad does he's a chiropractor near Waterloo Iowa and then my sister is seven years younger than, than I am, and she's got three kids. She lives out on a farm, and she's got her hands full. <laughs> sure she does. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who goes over two, like, ranks pretty high. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, that's where I decided to stop. I was yes. like, okay, they have a friend now. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, all right, so what kind of uh, interests did you have Um you know, besides the the horseback riding, getting dirty, um, were you into art or kind of you know, creative side? I always enjoyed doing that stuff. I mean, I remember like when we used to get to decorate Easter eggs. I was always really into that. My mom was a a really wonderful seamstress, so um, she would try to impart her knowledge on me, and I liked that. It just didn't come easy to me, mm-hmm. um, but. I was I was kind of into animals as a kid more, and I was sort of obsessed with um, whales and dolphins. Like my whole room was whales and dolphins <laughs> as a kid. I had like the Which figurines. Near no, <laughs> no, and my dad was the type of guy that he wants. You know, he wants his kids to dream big, and he'd be like, "If you work hard enough, you can get an orca, and we can put it in the backyard." <laughs> and I was always like. I'm going to work really hard because I want that work in the backyard. Um, but, yeah, I was I was more into that. And I guess I did. I drew a lot of whales and dolphins mm-hmm. and stuff. But I, I didn't really know any artists uh, growing up. Um, my mom's side of the family were kind of 
musically inclined. And my mom uh, has a creative streak, you know, and she mm-hmm. she likes to decorate and likes to... She used to draw quite a bit in college. But I didn't really know any artists growing up. I would say, you know, Cedar Falls doesn't really culture that as much as what Iowa City would. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I would... Being that I've lived in both places, I would totally agree. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Cedar Falls is its own unique place. (laughs) (laughs) It's changed quite a bit from when I was there too. Like they've they've done a lot to kind of revive the main street, and Mm -hmm. I think that has sort of helped um, with the arts as well. Having that down there, but. I would still say, though, it's a very conservative, very white place. Yes, it is. (laughs) It definitely Um, is. And I remember my parents, when I was, um, you know, looking into colleges, I wanted to go straight out to the West Coast, and I was going to go into marine biology. And um, they were like, well, why don't you stay in Iowa for at least a year and see how it goes? And I was like, okay. And they're like, do you want to stay here at UNI? And I was like, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to Iowa City. It just seemed, I love the culture in Iowa City. It, mm-hmm. I mean, comparatively, yeah. Um, it was a big, big difference. Oh, yeah. So absolutely. I think that a lot of the, the, the creativity and um, uh, stuff that has come out in the last years, you know, is kind of, been fostered by this town Mm -hmm. you know yeah absolutely yeah I went to you and I and so I can say like I feel like you and I uh turns out a lot of people that helps feed industry that's going on in Waterloo not necessarily uh in Cedar Falls but I do feel you know John Deere there and everything like that like a lot of people just kind of go straight from you and I to John Deere or something similar sure uh in that area, whereas I think you're right. I mean, Iowa City is just totally. I always thought it was basically like our version of San Francisco. Like yeah, very artsy. And yeah, very diverse. Um, yeah, yeah. With the college being with here. the college being, and here. I know there's a college there too, but it it's, is it's different. It's very yeah. different in mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, it's just a different vibe. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, what did you uh, take? So I was a biology major for three years and it was, you know, I I mean, here the biology school is really geared towards medical and so it was tough and um, I got through the three years of it, but I was working at a lab at the time and I just was like, I see where this is going and I don't (laughs) like it. I was like, I don't want to be in a lab from nine to five. You know, mm-hmm. I was the, the field work sounded fun and being on a boat somewhere right. and whatever. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't for me. And I, I had always taken art classes as like to just like help my sanity while mm-hmm. taking all the math and chemistry and and uh, so I was like, why? not just do something that I really enjoy mm-hmm. instead of being miserable and not liking where I'm going. So I, at the last semester or at the last year, mm-hmm. I was like, mom and dad, I'm going to be an art student. 
my dad was kind of devastated, I think. Um, He's, you know, a chiropractor, and he was like, yeah, you're going to kind of, you know, go into the sciences. And um, so it was, you know, they weren't not supportive, but I think that it was like, okay, this might be (laughs) scary. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I just sort of started following my intuition, I think, and just that was the first point of it was like, all right, I'm switching over to art. And I did not end up getting a BFA. Mm -hmm. I just got a BA. So I didn't even really go into specialized art training. Right. So you didn't get the whole fine arts. No, no. But I took the most printmaking classes. Okay. And um, I learned screen printing, which I still do Mm -hmm. in college. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So after college, what did you... I mean, what did you get into right after college? Well, I was waiting tables, and it was really exciting. (laughs) And I was like, I hate this. (laughs) Uh, At that point, I had met Luke, who is my current partner. And, you know, now we've been together 17 years. And I had decided at that point that, all right, I'm not going to move out to the West Coast because he's not going anywhere. And. Um, I was like, well, what can I do in this town? And it sort of started out, um, I did like some small art shows at different little locations downtown, mm-hmm. um, like coffee shop. Screen printing or printmaking? No, or... it was mostly kind of mixed media is what okay. I was into back then more. <clears throat> so drawing and then painting and mm-hmm. collage on top and um, stuff like that. But yeah, I had a job at the tobacco bowl back in the day (laughs) and I was asked to hang up some of my art or it was okay that I (laughs) hung up some of my art. So I started out that way and I sold a few pieces there. And then there was another little shop that opened. Um, I can't remember the name of it now, but it was kind of like a glass store. Um, and, Luke and I had a a conjoined art show, and his stuff is very kind of dark, and my stuff is the opposite. And so he had half of the shop, and I had the other other half of the shop, and um, we had quite a bit of people come to that and, you know, sold Mm -hmm. quite a bit of work, and so that was an ego boost, and um, I had some t-shirts that I had made for sale there. And then after that, I I had my stuff in a couple of different little stores that were, you know, geared towards helping out handmade artists. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to try it on my own. <clears throat> what was it like taking that leap? Like, I, what was in your head? <laughs> so, yes, let's do this. Well, <laughs> see, it wasn't. To me, it wasn't like a huge leap or anything because I was in my early 20s and I wasn't thinking like, this is my forever. I was still just like, eh, let's see what happens if we do this. And the space that I found was only, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month. So it wasn't like unrealistic to... So were you downtown at that point? It was in the hall mall. Okay. I don't know if you've ever been up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> heard of it? Yes, I have. Yeah, it still exists. Mm-hmm. 
But um, that was that's been kind of an incubator spot for a lot of different businesses. Mm-hmm. I think Don's Bead opened up there. It's it's called Beadology now, but yeah. um, they started up there, and Connection was up there. Um, but yeah, it's it's just being able. You know, people being able to, like, take a risk like that because it's a small amount of money mm-hmm. to put on the line. If I, I mean, I didn't write a business plan. I didn't <laughs> apply for a tax number. Uh, <laughs> I didn't stuff, do yeah. any of it yeah. by the book. And I was just like, meh, I'm going to just try this out. <laughs> I'll figure it out along the way. So... Um, but yeah, my husband was, he worked at the record collector and, and he had lived here longer than I did and knew a lot of people Mm -hmm. and was plugged into the music scene. And so up, up in the hall mall, when we put the store up there, we used to do shows. Okay. And so we would open the store for like two hours while we were having the show. Right. So it was like a punk DIY. Mm Mm-hmm culture uh going on up there and so that's kind of how people found out that it was even there is we'd get you know 50 people up there to watch a punk show and then they were like what is this room called white rabbit with this <laughs> stuff in it right and they'd be like oh cool and they'd tell their friends that mm-hmm. you know that were artists that they could have their stuff up there or whatever but it was kind of it was before etsy it was before the big handmade you know, and maker explosion that we see today it was before all of that. So mm-hmm. it was just um, a fresh concept. So, I mean, you were in your 20s, so I think that's a huge advantage right there, right? <laughs> because it's like, you're not As thinking, you get older, you don't take the risk you don't that take you the would risk. have. Well, and you, I mean, you get kids and yeah, all it gets of harder. that stuff, right? Yeah. But, I mean, did you still end up having, I mean, did you ever have, like, an oh shit moment like <clears throat> or did it or did it just I mean being able to have kind of those connections with like the the kind of the punk scene just um, gave it a big boost I think I don't think I ever really had an oh shit moment because I just have always paid I mean gotten more inventory as I could mm-hmm. moved up as I could I never took out more than I could handle you mm-hmm. know um, I guess the most thing was the most moment like that was probably just like, wait, this is working. And like, I'm like five years in, is this what I want to do with the, with my gotcha. life? Mm-hmm. I, I think there was more of that because it was sort of unplanned and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this is working. And now we've moved twice and like, where do I want this to go? And Mm -hmm. like, this is gonna, this is my life now. Right. So sort of just like making sure that that's where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. But, um, it just occurred so organically that, duh. Yeah. That's where (laughs) I want to (laughs) be. Hello, Maker Moms. This week's episode is sponsored by Carolina Boots. As most of you know, one of the most important tools a maker can have is a good pair of work boots. Carolina Boots has been making safety footwear for Maker Moms since 1963. And you can get 10% off your very own pair by visiting carolinashoe.com and using coupon code MAKERMOM10 at checkout. These boots are made for function, not fashion, and they are built for her work. 
So, I mean, right now, you do support other artists, right? I mean, yeah. is, that, is your inventory yeah. pretty much all artists in No, or? it is not. So, in the beginning, when we started, it was 100% handmade and 100% Iowa City. And that got very hard to keep it. Oh, well, I'm sure. Um, fresh. Mm-hmm. And just to make money solely on that. So we, you know, with within the last five, eight years have branched out to different things. One of which is vintage clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of got into that just through a girl that worked for us who was an amazing vintage picker and um, had a great eye. And I was like, let's try selling some vintage clothes too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we still currently work with her and, and she's, she's great. Um, and then we also do sell some new wholesale clothing mm-hmm. too. And that helps pay the bills to allow us to keep right. continuing <laughs> to support the artists. Right. Um, so is your clientele, I mean, it's a college town. Correct. <laughs> is your clientele, is. like, we actually, percentage-wise, what would you say yeah. is college? Uh, it's, it's a big percentage of young yeah. people. I would say, though, um, we even get, like, junior high, high school. I mean, I think that, like, 14 to 32 is, is your demographic. Yeah. Okay. yeah, but definitely, like, 20s you know mm-hmm. college students are are the big big part of it mm-hmm. they're walking home from class and we're right, right there and right. you know yeah they're the majority of it okay um so you're still putting your work there though, some right? some yeah it has shifted um you know, life gets quite busy once you have two kids and you move to a farm and you just do the <laughs> screen printing for other people. Right. And so that's something that uh, I'd like to do more of is just my own work. But, um, you know, I I feel like I need that time to kind of dabble mm-hmm. to make work that I really want to make for myself. Mm-hmm. And so that's, yeah, that's part of the issue is just like, Finding that time. I took some time to do that last year, I believe. Um, There's a group in Iowa City called the Blue Stockings Group that Mm -hmm. I think I told you about last time we met. And they were hosting an art show. And I was part of that. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And I made some work that I, you know, was really happy with. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, it just feels good to do that. Mm-hmm. To not have it. I mean, a lot of my work that I, is at White Rabbit is, um, you know, it's intended to sell. Right. No, that makes um, sense. Yeah. So it sort of has to be things that people. You have to think of it as like, what are what are people going to want to purchase? Well, I mean, right. I mean. It's it's like other so, makers like myself, right? I have to run yeah. the gamut. It's like yeah. okay, it's coming up on gift season or whatever. Sure. So I'm gonna make a bunch of smalls because people will pick right. those up for right. presents. Yeah. Uh you know, so I'm only gonna give myself time to maybe like work on one large project this quarter. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Because 
it could be sitting around for a year and a half. Right. But I'm really happy with it. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, that that's my you soul. and that's pure. Yeah. Right? There's While like I turn down a million coasters and can't stand to look at anything like square right. anymore for a while. Right. <laughs> you know? So, yes. yeah, I get that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I love the purity of, like, um, just making work that you don't have to sell and you Mm -hmm. don't care if it sells and you just want to make it because it's work that you want to make. Right. Um, So you talked about, I mean, when you were in school, you were taking art classes, you said, for your own sanity. (laughs) So now you're a mom with two kids. So Mm -hmm. when you're trying to find that time to dabble, as you call it, I mean, is that... Very similar, do you feel like? Like, it's finding your own sanity and kind of connecting with yourself? Yeah, a little bit. Um, My kids are both really kind of interested in art, which is really lovely. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially my daughter, Ivy. She's really... I mean, that's what she instantly picks up when she comes home. She's like, I want my pens. I want paint I want you know Mm -hmm. she comes home and she wants to make stuff Mm -hmm. and um so that makes it easy to sort of draw and be in that in that same headspace when when they're interested in that as well Mm -hmm. um definitely um how about when they were smaller though (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah well I was thinking about that because I'm like oh I remember like you know, when Ivy was young, young, and, like, she's in the bouncy seat, and I'm, like, stuffing pillows, and <laughs> I'm, like, sewing pillows, and, you know, I, I couldn't really have her around my screen printing equipment, because, right. you know, you're heating things up and producing fumes, and right. so she was never around that, but, you know, some of the other stuff that I did with, like, the sewing, um... Yeah, I was always trying to multitask. And then I think you get to the point where you're like, this is not good for either of us. Right. <laughs> we have to have a separate time, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so it sort of moves into that. Because you're like, wait, I'm not doing either of these things correctly. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's do a little bit of shop talk since we're sitting in your shop or your studio. Yes. Space. <laughs> um, I know pretty much nothing about screen printing. Uh-huh. So what are, I'll start with, what are tools that you have, like, could not live without? Um, well, the first thing that you need for screen printing is you need um, a way to expose your screens. So I've got a big light table that Luke made for me that's in that front space. Um, that front space when you walk in kind of doubles as a dark room. So it's got some nice thick curtains and um, a big, nice door um, to keep the light out. And so you basically, when you're doing screen printing, it's like a photo process. So you take this um, this emulsion and you coat the screens with it and you let it dry. And then you expose them on a light table. And um, it takes about 10 minutes. And then where the light hits the emulsion it hardens it um and where so you've got a transparency in there Mm -hmm. i forgot that part but so you've got a transparency in between the screen and the light um that you can print off you know of your Mm -hmm. design and that blocks the light from hitting the screen so where that design is the light can't touch and it stays soft 
So when you go to wash it out, it leaves a space. And that's where you can squeeze your ink through. Okay. So the light table would be mm -hmm. uh, one of those tools. And then um, I've got a, a four-color press here that I use. That would my screen printing would not happen without that. <laughs> I've done hand registration on things without that before, and it's not so not good. Uh, so that's that's nice to have. And then I have a flash dryer as well that keeps everything cured, which is important that's as well. Important as well. But yeah, I used to work with um, a different kind of ink that had to be cured. Mm -hmm. It was called um, Plastisol ink, and I I. I moved away from that just because of um, environmental factors, mm -hmm. especially when we moved out here. I was just like, eh, I'm just going to go all eco-friendly. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I just do all water-based ink now, which is great. It's really nice to work yeah. with. Um, so what are, because I see a bunch of bright colors. So what are, yes. the, what are, what are your favorite colors? Like if you get to work, and do your own stuff. Oh, I'm a fan of with. hot pink, if you can't tell. <laughs> I actually <laughs> like um, pop colors, you know. Mm -hmm. I do. I like that bright orange. I like the bright, bright red, mm -hmm. orange, hot pink. There's usually a little of that in there with my work. Or I also am a big fan of pastels, too. So those would those would be my top choices, so. Like neons or pastels. <laughs> you've, you've looked at pictures of my stuff, so you know I like, like the like pop. Earth. Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. like the pop colors, too? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I make. Yeah. I really like the bright oranges, like yeah. my thing right now of doing yeah. that for dye. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I like generally, like, um, you know, a neutral space, like, mm -hmm. you know, a light colored space, and then I like a lot of color that doesn't go together. <laughs> Just, talking, total to, sense to just talking to my mom about yeah. that this weekend. <laughs> Is she not understanding of that? She, no, she's like, I love everybody's different styles. <laughs> Yours is a lot different than mine. Mine's mostly neutrals, you know? And I'm like, yep, I know. I got the, I like the really crazy colors. Okay. Um, so how long have you had this space, this studio space? So when we first moved out here, um, almost four years ago, this space was not here and, um, it was just a foundation. And so I think it was maybe a year in that it got built. Uh, when we first moved out here, I was working in the basement of the house <laughs> Actually, when we first moved out, I was working in the garage, and then I moved into the basement, and that there's there's no water down there, like there's no hose, oh. which is also part of you know you have to have a washout station. Mm -hmm. So that was not very fun. <laughs> the the house that we moved into needed an extreme amount of work, um, so we were in pretty deep when we moved out here with two kids and trying to get our spaces mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. So it was a stressful, crazy time. <laughs> um, but my, my husband and our friend built this building in two days. Nice. And the windows were like salvage windows and they just kind of helped me 
figure out a design that was, you know, fairly easy for them to put together and that uh, mm-hmm. I liked the looks of. And so we kind of mm-hmm. just went for a single pitched long rectangle mm-hmm. <laughs> with lots of windows. No, uh, I'm assuming you're enjoying it. Yes, yes. Because, you know, previous to moving out here, I also worked in my basement. And it just starts to be like, I'm in my hole down here, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this is a big, big upgrade for sure. Awesome. All right, so as a maker, artisan, uh... Business owner, (laughs) mom of two, and random things on the side. Mm -hmm. How do you keep your sanity? How do you manage all of that? Well, I think you get better and better at it over time. And and you just start to prioritize things easier, you know. Um, You know, there's just certain times when you know that, like, I'm stressed out and I need to take a bike ride right now or Mm -hmm. I'm going to give myself a little leeway and do something fun today because it can easily just get to be like, you know, you driving yourself work, work, work all the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) You have to kind of figure out when you're going to be most productive and, you know, work with that kind of stuff. So how much, I mean, since White Rabbit has grown, mm-hmm. how much time do you actually spend in mm-hmm. the store now? Or I mean, sure. do you have a manager? Managing? I do. So when I had my son, um, I was like, I'm going to die if I don't find someone to help me. Because <laughs> I was still trying to do a lot of it myself. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I just got so stressed out that I was like, I need help. <laughs> uh, so we started looking for a manager at that point and I found the perfect person and she's been with us ever since. Awesome. Um, so I basically, like last year when my kids weren't in school, I could only come a few days a week and then I would do some evening time mm-hmm. here and there. Um, but this year, since they both went to school, um, I was like, this is this is great. I'm going to be able to be back in the store more. So I'm generally in there from like 9 or 8 or 9 to 12 is generally. Okay. So it's like three or four hours a day, mm-hmm. but every day of the week. Okay. So sounds like your kids are getting into art, which is cool, yeah, right? Yeah. But what do you hope that they learn from watching you do all of this. Yeah. Uh, I think the most important thing is just to have a good work ethic. I'm really happy that my parents instilled that in me because it does, if you've, if you've got that and you're used to working hard for something, um, the sky's the limit really. Mm-hmm. And you can just kind of follow what you want to do and, and work hard and get it done. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the most important thing is just Showing them that everything takes work that's worth it, you know. Mm-hmm. What would you say is your favorite thing about being an artist? Um, I think just the freedom in it and, like, uh, it's just really relaxing and freeing to just, like, create something that's never been created and there's no limits on it, you know, um, 
And my work, I never have, I never really have a plan for what it's going to be. I right. sort of just start to dabble around with something, and I'm like, oh, I like this. I'm going to do this. And then, mm-hmm. oh, that was a mistake. I don't <laughs> like that. I'm going to cover that up. Mm-hmm. And it sort of evolves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just, it's just relaxing and freeing, I think. What is your favorite part about being an entrepreneur? Um, also the freedom of (laughs) making your own hours and being able to choose, um, a little bit more how your life goes. Mm -hmm. I, I think I always knew from a young age that like, "Mm, I am not cut out for a nine to five. It was too, you know, I needed a little play in like Mm -hmm. how my day is going to go to like keep me, um, excited about life. I think, (laughs) (laughs) um, do you do you think this is like do you still feel like this is this is it this is yeah. what's meant to be I think so <laughs> I think so I think I think when you don't plan and you don't do that stuff it sometimes can just help you find what you didn't even know you were looking for I mm-hmm. think that that was sort of in my case, what mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always, in the beginning, wanted to move out west and and be out by the ocean, which is a huge love of mine. But, you know, now that I'm where I'm at, I mean, I could never live without my family being close. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. My family's only an hour away, you know? And my, my sister's kids and my kids are about the same age. And that's just like... I mean, right. how can yeah. you <laughs> duplicate that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that becomes a lot more important to have family close when you have kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get to travel in the summer or, you know, over winter break or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty great besides the long winters is what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> so that's generally... When I think people should get out of here for a little bit. And Unless, of course, you enjoy winter sports. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, what's your favorite part about being a mom? Um, I think that it is so great to be able to, like, see the world again through a child's point of view. And just kind of reliving that part of yourself. And seeing them enjoy the, the same things that you enjoyed. and um, But, yeah, I think it's just it's just nice to see things through their perspective because they're so carefree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the littlest things make them happy. You I know. know. So I'm at the stage right now in my house where we talk too much about poop. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we talk a lot about. How old are your kids? <laughs> Uh, my son will be six <laughs> next month, and uh-huh. my daughter is almost three and a half. So, uh-huh. yeah. yes, yes, <laughs> that is like we have That's had big topic. full conversations mm-hmm. <laughs> about poop in my house. I believe it. Yes, <laughs> I think that's kind of where my sister is at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So, is there another uh, maker or artisan, mom, or just woman in general that like? you feel has influenced you or somebody you look up to? Huh. I mean, there's a lot of different people. As far as moms, 
That's a little harder for me to think of, honestly. Um, yeah, no, I, it's funny that that kind of throws me off guard, like another <laughs> mom maker. Cause I feel like a lot of the people that we work with are younger artists that are not moms, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll have to think <laughs> about that one. I'll have to think about How that about one. just then woman maker? Or artisan. Yeah. Non-mom. Um, non-mom. Non-mom. <laughs> uh, we work with this this gal um, called Rachel the Maker. Rachel Maker. Mm-hmm. She is up in Cedar Rapids. And she's fairly new to the scene. And uh, she's very eco-conscious. And I've been really inspired by that, actually. Mm-hmm. She um, is also a screen printer. And she has, you know, started doing her own prints, but she uses found materials. So she'll thrift different blanks and then use those mm-hmm. instead of ordering shirts. And, you know, kind of when I was growing up into the screen printing scene, um, that's you start doing that in the beginning where you're like, oh, I'm going to. I need to print some shirts, and where do I find the cheapest shirts? I'm going to go to Goodwill and thrift them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I, you know, I thought of that as, like, lesser, you know, because, like, I didn't have the money to buy, like, right. brand new shirts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's sort of gone full circle where I'm like, that's really actually cool that mm-hmm. people – just are sourcing that instead of ordering brand mm-hmm. new shirts and wasting more right, <laughs> supplies, right, you know? Right. Um, so I think that's somebody that I've been inspired by lately that has made me think about things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, people, sh- she also does this, but like people who um, kind of t- put money towards other causes that they're interested in, um, she has like a monarch uh, fund that she donates different things to and you know different artists that put money towards other social issues that they're interested in I always um, just really respect that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. okay so for people especially outside of Iowa City who don't already know you how can they find you on on the the internet <laughs> <laughs> um you can find me through Instagram. Um, my handle is Courtney Rabbit, which is C-O-R-T-N-I-E-R-A-B-B-I-T. And the store you can find also through Instagram, White Rabbit Gallery, I-C. And um, you can find the website through that as well. Or you should just come to Iowa City sometime right. <laughs> and walk around downtown because it's a cool place to kind of shop around. It is. All right. Well, thank you, Courtney. Yeah, thank you so much. Again, that was Courtney with White Rabbit. I really enjoyed talking with her. It was awesome to be in her studio space uh, to see what she's working in when she's creating her own work and doing some of her side gig stuff. Um, As always, I will include links uh, for you to follow along with Courtney in the show notes and probably the quickest way to get to the show notes is make sure you are following Maker Mom Podcast on Instagram. That's a, at 
Maker Mom Podcast. Click link in the bio and show notes, and there you go. That brings you to the show notes for this episode as as well as all the past episodes. All right, until next week, I will see you later. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom Podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Thank you.